0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for February 20th. 2022 the seventh sunday after the epiphany in year c and we are coming to you not live on behalf of holy family episcopal church in fishers indiana bruce how are you today i'm great man wasn't that super bowl something that super bowl i would have never probably actually the outcome was predictable i think
1: yeah now now that it's happened now that it's happened i can understand how it could happen the, the
0: the the thing that happened to the one team was you know unfortunate but Know, not a shock, not a shock, not a shock. I mean, so congratulations to uh, the winners, to to the winners, to Super Bowl winners,
1: and thanks for playing, losers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe next year, maybe next year for you. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, not live. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, So, uh, but I I, I hope everybody had a happy Super Bowl. Uh, You've got your (laughs) you're, uh, you're full of inserts, you know, probably bad for you food here. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, but, uh, but hopefully you had some fun with the family or friends, uh, or if you're, uh, you know, the type, uh, to, to yell at your TV screen, uh, at home, uh, especially considering, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are pretty close in proximity to us. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, if you have a if you had uh, maybe a, a a wager monetarily or or friendly uh, on the game uh, maybe maybe you sat at home and yelled you know <laughs> uh, at the TV as as the game went on but uh, but hopefully you had a lot of a lot of fun uh, and uh, uh, are ready for uh, this coming Sunday, which I've heard some people say is the Super Bowl of the of lectionary readings.
1: Well, you know I would make a case for that yes. Oh, really? it, has, it has some of the greatest I hey. made that up. Okay. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like I said, like the, the, the phrase that I hear, you heard me coin first here, uh, trademarked, uh, I'll collect
1: royalty checks for <laughs> it. Super royalty. Bowl of lectionary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl of lectionary readings.
1: Um, actually my understanding of copyright is we have to say the big game of lectionary. Readings. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, wait, what does won't that mean that we just get sued for, for copyright infringement <laughs> <Yeah>. ourselves? <laughs> Got it. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the big game of lectionary <laughs> yes. readings don't sue me. Um, <laughs> I can't afford it NFL. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, we had, um, We've had a lot of of stuff going on at the church. We've uh, we have loosened some of the uh, I'll call it restrictions. The, the oh, yeah. pandemic has been very restrictive, uh, so mm-hmm. we've loosened some of the restrictions uh, uh, for church service, uh, which we were very excited to be able to do. Um, uh, there is a call out for uh, um, parishioner involvement because uh, there's a lot of you know in order to to open up certain things and to do more we need more volunteer hours so
1: yeah um so yeah a lot of volunteers of course you know had no choice but to step aside for almost two years yeah and now it's like okay we want to use homemade bread again need bakers again right and that's not me right
0: (laughs) if you would like a doughy uncooked mess that is me uh i was
1: gonna say i can do the volcano out of flour and water (laughs) but not a loaf of bread
0: yeah so uh but yeah lots lots of uh lots of changes in that regard um so we're very excited to to, to do that and to bring back hospitality but we also mm-hmm. need volunteers for hospitality but a,
1: a bunch of a bunch of things that we can yeah. do um, you can look on the website and you see the can see the whole list
0: yeah yeah um what else though is going on uh with within the church what's, oh,
1: what's march new? 1st we'll have the shrove tuesday pancake supper we'll have our fill first time in a couple of years yeah, yeah. and Um, So the next day is Ash Wednesday. Before that, we'll have a movie discussion on 12 Years a Slave via Mm -hmm. Zoom. Mm -hmm. And um, the book group will also be having a a Zoom discussion. I forget what their book is. You can see that on the website. And all sorts of other beautiful and wonderful things happening, all listed quite nicely on the site of web. (laughs) <laughs> and that website is holyfamilyfishers.org. That's right. Hey, I
0: contributed. Um <laughs> Well, let's move on to our uh this day in church history. History, history. History, history. history. Pigs in <laughs> space. Um uh this day in church history, February 20th. Um in 536 AD, um Pope Oh, I'm going to say this wrong. I even practiced this. Agapetus, hey, Agapetus, pretty good. Sent he was sent as ambassador to the Eastern Emperor uh, by Theodahad, Theodahad, king of the Ostrogoths, uh, and entered Constantin- uh, Constantinople, but then died there two years, two months later. <laughs> oh man! Um, so I actually brought this up because I, I as reading it, I had questions that okay. I wanted to ask you. Um, so what? <laughs> <laughs> why? Like, I can't quite tell the. I mean, the significance here uh, as to like people were sent places all the time. Uh, that doesn't and necess- died when they got there, and, and, and <laughs> may have died when they got there. Or but before. it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it doesn't explain to me necessarily in the reading of this event what the importance is. Why it would be a, a date that would want to be remembered.
1: I. I. This was the era where the. Roman Empire was falling apart or had fallen apart and a new world order was in the process of being created and everyone was jostling, everyone being the uppity ups, were jostling each other for position and power and territory. Mm-hmm. And one of the major splits was between the um, East and West, uh, which then pro- produced dynamics like this where it made sense to send the pope who would was the most powerful religious person in the west to constantinople where the most powerful person in the east in religion was based Hmm. and so hopefully they could do some negotiating to someone or the other's advantage Uh, but he died before those were completed Hmm. interesting
0: um, Then we then we see a a, a large gap uh, uh, as we move forward uh, in church history. But uh, in eighteen this day in 1864, Charles Cardwell McCabe, the Methodist chaplain, whose singing made Julia Howe's uh, battle hymn of the Republic famous, sings it for President Abraham Lincoln in the White House. Oh, nice. uh When he does, Lincoln cries, "Sing it again." And afterward, the president remarks, "Take it all in. Take it all in all. The song and the singing that was the best I ever heard." McCabe will later be elected a Methodist bishop. But oh, cool! We don't we don't get uh, Abraham Lincoln in our church history uh, yeah. uh, very often, so uh, so I thought I, I'd throw that one in there. Um, 1878, the we see the election of Pope Leo the 13th. Uh, He will be one of the longest reigning popes, promoting the rosary, embracing the concept of Mary as mediatrix, Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
0: issuing a famous uh, encyclical uh, on modernism, and much more. What is a mediatrix? Uh,
1: A transmitter.
0: Okay, okay. So I I was going to say it makes it sound like a, a... like a, a female anchor. <laughs> it was kind of like the way. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Not just the weather person. Right. But actually yeah. reading the news. Uh, yeah. That as, as you, people may be aware, the, the Roman Catholic rosary focuses on, um, Mary. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this, this Leo Pope Leo was very interested in raising her status within the Roman Catholic tradition. Um, and until this time, it wasn't a huge deal to pray the Rosary. Uh, it was a it was a common practice among Roman Catholics. But under Leo, it it became hubongous, mm, mm-hmm. uh to use the technical religious yes, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so it's that old thing of I thought we always did this. And it's like no, only since the late eighteen hundreds. And similarly, um, the perpetual virginity of Mary was um, proclaimed during Mm. that era. Um, So that's not an ancient uh, belief either. And in the Episcopal Church, we play that one down the middle by saying the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, whereas in the Roman Church, it's blessed ever-virgin Mary. Those those the the rearranging of
0: those words do have uh, do usher in uh, different meanings. Yeah,
1: I have um, a feeling though. Sometimes priests may say them so fast that everyone thinks that their belief was referenced.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I can I can see that. I can see that. Uh. In 1919, led by Lucy Peabody and Helen Montgomery, women unite for a day of prayer for missions. And this develops into an annual worldwide prayer event. So in in 1919, we saw the first women's prayer. Is there a name for the organization? It doesn't say. Okay. Um, It doesn't say. So I'm not sure. Uh, It does. It it gives authority to this uh, uh, from a book called Lamps Are for Lighting okay don't keep it under a bushel uh, yeah written written by uh uh, louise armstrong Catan or cotton i'm not sure i'm sure i'm butchering uh her name uh but uh but yeah it doesn't say uh in 1960 we see the death in london of sir leonard woolley an outstanding archaeologist who believes uh behind him a groundbreaking uh who leaves behind him sorry who leaves behind him groundbreaking work on biblical uh, peoples and places, the Hittites, ancient Samaria, Sinai, and Ur of uh, the Chaldees. Uh, Not often that we get uh, an archaeologist in our event history, so I had to give a shout out there.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the controversial aspects of Christianity even today, but especially in the last half of the 20th century, was the conflict, and it really was, between archaeologists who were seeking to prove the Bible and archaeologists who were simply trying to see where the work took them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the you know, the where you start from often does affect one's interpretations. Sure. And I have to admit I forget I've heard of him, but I forget where he landed on in that camp. Oh yeah,
0: that would be yeah. Uh
1: um
0: I, I I seem to remember, recognize his name. Not that I'm huge into archaeology, but I seem to remember, remember his name, which would lead me to believe that he's more likely uh, on in the camp of uh, see where the the work takes him. Mm. Kind of because I don't I, I the, the the little bits that mm-hmm. I do read. Don't really traffic uh, in yeah. in the circles of people who are trying to prove their point ahead of time um, uh, by way of their work. So, I, and
1: I, from my perspective, often with hilarious consequences. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you think Noah's Ark is where? <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is kind of funny. Um, um, we really do. Uh, we really are often shocked when our preconceived notions are wrong. Yeah, even though. We have a whole Bible that shows
1: that <laughs> over we, and over, over and over. Like, God let's... saying, Hey, your preconceptions are wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are you sure God? It's kind of been our thing. <laughs> we thought these were your preconceptions. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we're still shocked by this. Uh, <laughs> I, I it amazes will me. put in a serious plug Okay. okay. for those of you who are interested in archaeology that has um, that, Touches on the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, Biblical Archaeological Review, okay, is a is a pretty strongly um, respected journal mm-hmm. of um, archaeology that, as you can guess by the title, at least touches on biblical times. Mm-hmm. Not only it doesn't necessarily talk about particular biblical events, um, but it's very much where does the science lead us, and it's written for the most part for um, someone who's just beginning with an interest but with enough interesting stuff that even people fairly advanced enjoy reading it. Hmm. And it has great color photos. Oh, pretty. So you can you can buy That's it in the Biblical Archaeology Review? Ar- yeah. Archaeological
0: Review. Ar- archaeological Review.
1: And it's available online as well as they still publish a physical magazine fairly regularly, Very cool. quarterly or monthly.
0: Is this a is this a paid subscription kind of a deal? Don't know.
1: Don't know for sure. It's cheap. I remember that.
0: Okay. Well, if it's like, cheap, then it's
1: yeah. Not I mean, free. It's like a, a two latte subscription. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and it, yeah, and they have they prize good writing as well as interesting archaeological projects. So mm-hmm. it's uh and it very enjoyable read as well as educational. Very nice.
0: Uh our last event uh, this day in church history is it, it comes from 1962 uh Cuban authorities detain seven Seventh Day Adventist pastor Noble Alexander who spends the next 22 years in prison down in Cuba. Wow. Yeah. So he was that means he was released uh when I was 3. <laughs>
1: Yikes. Uh Yikes! So anyway, well, he was imprisoned when I was two. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he he bridges the no. gap between us. <laughs> That's right. Let's get him in here. <laughs> um, wait, you believe what? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Some day, Advents are a little
0: odd. In interesting. Beliefs. I would use the word interesting. Yeah, but I find odd things very interesting. So it's both. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, these words are often used to describe me. So I I take no offense by it
1: at all. (laughs) It's sort of like that interesting painting I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 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 Well, let's move on to our readings. Um, Okay.
0: Which again, uh, are some people have said, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) The big game of lectionary readings. Yes.
1: let me get my nachos. Yeah,
0: let, let's, see, let's see if we can actually work this into in, – in, into, uh, uh, we, we set out, much like the archaeologists, we set out with the goal of making the statement true. So let's see if we can <laughs> – let's see if we can manage it. The bad archaeologists. <laughs> uh, Genesis. Uh, our first reading is Genesis chapter 45, verse 1 through 11 and 15. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer. And he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years. And there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth, and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father, and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them, and after that his brothers talked with him." Um, This is uh, this is the the tail end of the very, very interesting story of Joseph. Yeah, um, who, uh, as as many will remember from their uh, child Bible uh, Bible school, uh, was uh, sold into slavery uh, by his brothers. He had a He had an amazing technicolor dream coat. Um, uh, uh, he was favored by his father. Uh, and even though he wasn't the oldest, even though he wasn't the oldest, and uh, sold into slavery by his loving brother, <laughs> yeah, um, who then told Papa that he had died. Yeah, he'd been I, I, was it like killed by a wild animal yeah. or something like that? I, I, I forget. And oh, skewered by a wild yeah. boar, Dad! It was awful. Oh, <laughs> there's no.
1: nothing left. We can't bring anything. Back. Why does your why, do, why they, does your coin pouch jingle so <laughs> heavily? <laughs> was this the one where? Yeah, the, I think it is that they brought back the coat mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. that he had been attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think they even like dipped it in blood. Yeah, they did all sorts of cover-ups. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, great, great, great guys. <laughs> um, uh, he goes to Egypt. He does find favor. Uh, I, I forget all the, the yeah, ins with and outs of like how that happened necessarily. Well, but- he
1: was in, he was enslaved to Egyptian traders, basically. Uh Uh-huh, right. Yeah, because his brothers wanted him as far away as they could get him. Right. And so... It's a bit of a jump from a
0: slave to Egyptian traders to, like, right hand of the pharaoh, though. Well, he
1: had skills that the the usual enslaved person did not have, and so um, pharaoh recognized his administrative skills and put him in charge of everything important, which especially included the... um, food industry yeah to keep the kingdom fed yeah i'm trying to remember joseph
0: had a dream that the famine was coming yeah and that and so started to store things up uh and when the famine hit after two years uh roughly two years uh uh his father sent his sons down to egypt to like basically beg for food food. yeah uh and then we have our, our shortly before this, uh, the realization, the, the big reveal, uh, that, uh, the person they're begging from essentially is their brother. (laughs) Yep. Um, I have to imagine that, uh, even though you hear these words, uh, and of like, don't be afraid. It's not your fault. God actually wanted this to happen. They still are being asked by Joseph to go back to their father and say that your son is still yeah. alive. I'm it, like, <laughs> I imagine like this entire encounter. The, it, Joseph's brothers heard like no words. <laughs> <laughs> go back and tell dad to come come see me, and they're like. Yeah, and the rest is, we're going to have to tell Dad.
1: Oh, we're going to have to tell Dad. Oh, no. Yeah, and the rest is busy. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, no. We told him he died. (laughs) We gave him a bloodied
0: cloak. Oh,
1: no. And now the Monty Python reference. Mm. I got better. (laughs) You got better.
0: (laughs) Dad, you'll never believe it. He's... It's a miracle. Don't ask him. Don't ask him how. Just be glad. He he said, he said he doesn't want to recount it. He said he doesn't want to talk about it. Like, oh yeah. No. I mean I this the way the story is written, like kind of glosses over. I can't imagine how this gets resolved. Like how this smooths out at all. Um um I suppose that the, uh, the the at the end of the day, the the faith and the the the, the level of of religious belief by Joseph's father uh, might be the only thing that can repair it. Like, yes, you're no. right. God God did want this to happen to you. Otherwise, these old these older brothers are dead. They are dead meat. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's the only way they survive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: well, and you better th- you 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 better hope his faith is strong. Like real
1: strong. <laughs> and this this is, as I always say, this is one of those stories that's really worth reading what comes before and after. Yeah. Because there's this fantastic scene of Joseph playing his brothers along. Yeah. He's like, oh, do you have a brother who happens to be missing sort of thing? And said, like, oh, no, we don't. Uh, maybe we do. I don't know. What's the right answer here? <laughs> uh,
0: why would you ask us yeah. this question? Don't you have the, bring me the your youngest brother. Yeah. I sense that he's not, you have someone younger <laughs> that you know of. Yeah, how does he know that?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and so it, it echoes all sorts of Biblical stories down the road, Samuel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and stories story of the Good Samaritan and the gospel, and on and on.
0: What do we skip here? Uh, 12, 13, and 14. What do we leave out as far as lectionarily?
1: Um, I'm just double checking. I had looked earlier. Um, more of what to tell dad. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so it's just abbreviated, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah one could say that. And part of it is. is I'm a huge success. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Dad that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. tell him.
0: I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm kind of a big deal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because he is such a big deal that not only he sends back food with his brothers. He'd already Mm -hmm. ordered that prepared, but he also gives them a place to live.
0: Yeah. Which
1: is... Huge. Huge, yeah. Just staggering that... He has access to that much land and in the midst of a famine can bring in, you know, the the households of, what, 11 adult men. Yeah. Counting dad. Um, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a
0: big deal. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a big deal. Um, and actually, we know that it's even more than that because eventually all of the, the Hebrew people end up in Egypt yeah
0: yeah so well let, let's uh let's genesis is is you know written oral tradition right yeah, uh, essentially down. yeah um let's let's talk about more of the um what I, what I guess what i should say first is with that comes a level of usually a level of flourish
1: um
0: <laughs> yeah so so Let's let's uh, uh, approach it from more a- any historical perspective that we have, um, um, because this is this is one of the, I think in scale one of the larger stories of the Bible, uh, uh, the, the the story of Joseph. I mean, it goes on for, for several chapters. Yeah, uh, um, it, it's it's a it is a and and it's it's doing a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, historically as far as like well how, how did this group of people come to uh, to survive this you know to survive this famine to settle in this land that they originally weren't uh, right. that that then puts them on uh, uh, you know this pathway for the rest of the uh, old testament history of uh, being in an Egypt's way. And then me, you know I mean? Yeah. Uh, it really, it really sets up a lot, a lot. It's kind of the, you know, the, the big game as it were. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it does, you know, it does a lot of heavy lifting historically. What do we know about though, the, 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 actual history as opposed to the, uh, the oral tradition that got written down in the book of Genesis?
1: Well, it's to to just reinforce one thing you say, it takes thirteen chapters okay. of the book of Genesis. Yeah,
0: which is big—a
1: big chunk. Well, that's of, yeah. way
0: more time than we spend with Adam and Eve. Oh, yeah. That's way more time than we spend uh, with you know an, uh, either of the uh, uh, the creation stories. I
1: mean, it's just it, it's it's big. That's big. Yeah, and it it's it helps, like you say it it takes care of the task of getting. The, all the Hebrew people into Egypt mm-hmm. so that they can escape under Moses' leadership. It also helps set up the royal lineages mm. of, that um, come well after Moses' time. So presumably it's written well after Moses' time because there is a concern of how did Jude uh, be, gain this status? Yeah. And and that's part of what's covered in this story. Um, So it's, I I mean this in a complimentary way. It's sort of like uh, Kipling's just so story. Mm -hmm. How did Cheetah get its spots? um, That is the foundation for most of the Torah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That, because it covers things through the Book of Kings and other stuff. So that does tell us that at least this collection of the Joseph narrative um, is years after the time of even Moses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. um, And presumably by a group that was very concerned about the uh, legitimacy of the royal lineage within Israel.
0: Yeah, one could... uh, one could put themselves in the spot of second guessing some of the story. If you're viewing it from the, the, the viewpoint of, okay, this was written after, uh, and was that done with the intention of, you know, elevating and protecting right. people who might be in power or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, or undermining them or undermining them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, Uh, uh, Not to say that, that, you know, I I believe the events cataloged here in Genesis about Joseph to be untrue, but uh, certain aspects of it, uh, if if a little bit more fantastic, uh, could be that way by author's design.
1: Um, Could be. But there's one of the things, again, to keep it, as I've said so many times about the scripture, is that there's truth and there's truth. Mm -hmm. That our modern Western brains want... A you know a book of history with a timeline right. that we can refer to, so we don't have to read anything. And this and scripture comes out of a literary tradition where truth is explained using whatever means necessary. Mm, mm-hmm. And so this the the Joseph narrative has all sorts of truth that is irrelevant to whether or not it's historical. Right. Talk, yeah. Talking about what is one's relationship with God? What is the, how does God use evil people to make good in mm-hmm. this case, in the case of this story, in <clears throat> this particular um, chapter 45, and on and on and on and on since it's so many chapters. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't make any bets on the big game <laughs> as to whether or not these things actually transpired, but. I would make a bet as to whether or not they're true because mm-hmm. they're full of truth, right. the- theological, spiritual truth.
0: Yeah. I, it, it kinda, it, you're you're kind of pointing to the, to, to the idea that, you know, whether they're literally true is not really the point. Right. It's not relevant. It's not that relevant. I right. mean, there, there are people who, you know, do have a foundation built upon them being absolutely 100 mm-hmm. percent true. Uh, but again like as you're kind of pointing out in a way that kind of misses the point of really the
1: the story it it trivializes yeah the point of the story yeah though i have to say if i had to choose you know if i could choose to play a ridiculous bible game which stories i want to be historically true this Mm -hmm. would be one of them because i think it's
0: just so grand it's so good yeah it really is like 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 you were saying uh it's almost it's it's almost a disservice to make this lectionary reading because yeah. the the story it, you want to talk about good storytelling. Yeah. That's good storytelling. Yeah. And uh uh the basis of you know countless stories thereafter built upon similar concepts. Right. Like this is you could almost point to the, you could point to this as this is the first, you know, uh kind of rags to riches uh, uh storyline.
1: Okay, that's not what I was thinking of, but okay. But you know,
0: but or or uh um, Yeah,
1: I mean the I was going to say more of, you know, god drawing straight with a crooked line.
0: Right, right. Or yeah, the 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 redemption story yeah. from from an uh, 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 unsuspecting source. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh the surprise twist as you the, like yeah, to say. Yeah, this is the first M Night Shyamalan movie uh, <laughs> uh, uh movie. <laughs> Turns out it was your brother! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I did not see that twist coming. Um, uh, but yeah, let's not forget the, his brothers are dead. Uh, they are. They are. They are going to get whooped. <laughs> they go. Uh, anything else about this story?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Please do read on to yep. see. Dad's reaction, right? Because he 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 doesn't whip on the boys. No, he doesn't. Instead, he it's, really should.
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, what, go go uh, go over to the tree and get me a switch, real quick. <laughs> Keep talking. No, it's fine. It's fine.
1: <laughs> and so again, it's a precursor to the Good Samaritan story, which is a fictional story that mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Prodigal Son, Prodigal Son, you know, which yeah, which is a, a fictional story that Jesus tells, but it is almost a retelling of this story in a way. Yeah. Of, yeah. The brother disappears and then comes back and yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our Psalm reading, our uh, Psalm
0: 37, uh, 1 through 11, and then 39 and 40. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. "'Trust in the Lord and do good, "'so you will live in the land and enjoy security. "'Take delight in the Lord "'and he will give you the desires of your heart. "'Commit your way to the Lord. "'Trust in him and he will act. "'He will make your vindication shine like the light "'and the justice of your cause like the noonday. "'Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. "'Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, "'over those who carry out evil devices.' Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their refuge in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Um, Paired with our first reading, it kind of seems like it's a song about the story of Joseph. Yeah. Um, Is that... Is there any truth to that or like, what do we know historically about this song? Well, if anything,
1: yeah, it's going back to what we were just saying that the story of Joseph holds eternal truths. Yes. Mm. But it, it doesn't necessarily, but we don't know whether or not it actually is a reference to the Joseph story. Okay. Um, in a sense to be conservative about tying things together yeah um don't want to overstate what what it could be gotcha
0: um there's a significant gap in here though uh between uh, verse 12 to verse 38 um and sometimes the psalms are not e- like are kind of pieced together is it even part of the same Psalm?
1: That's a good question, but yes, Okay,
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, we probably cut down a little bit because of brevity uh, in the church service. (laughs) But uh, uh, is it repetitive? Does it go off on a different tangent? How does the the, the rest of the psalm? Okay.
1: (laughs) It's the, all of Psalm 37 is a form of poetry in which each verse or section uh, starts with the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet, oh cool, which mm-hmm. sometimes forces <laughs> things, <laughs> but also in that in that form of Hebrew poetry, you are the the writer is allowed to put in all sorts of different ingredients mm-hmm. whereas in the form of Hebrew poetry we've often you and I have often talked about repetition is the poetic form, right. So this one, nope. Not following that rule. Instead, it's the construction of A B C D E F, starting each line, but in Hebrew. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. So it 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 goes all over the place, but with the same um, overall sense of being a, a psalm of instruction. Mm, okay. Um, in verse four.
0: Uh, He will give you the desires of your heart. Uh, Oftentimes we've had kind of a conversation as to the way that these words get translated. Uh, And I wanted to ask the question about what the meaning of the word heart there is, because that's more of a modern concept of heart uh, uh, as the way it plays out. So I'm kind of curious as to um, what it originally is, because they wouldn't have said heart.
1: Yeah, which verse is that in? Verse four. Okay. Okay, that's weird. I'm looking at the Hebrew. Um, Yeah, it actually, in the literal translation, heart does not appear. Hmm. Um, Let me just... Yeah, so now I have to figure out which Hebrew word they translated as heart. Huh.
0: We did it. We stumped him.
1: You have, yeah. I mean, the the Hebrew literal, literally reads, um, "Shall bring to pass." Well, and he. God will bring to pass in him and and trust your way committing to God. Hmm. So I mean it, it clearly was a tough one to translate. Yeah. Um and some of these words appear frequently in Hebrew, some occur just two or three times, which makes it hard to translate. Mm-hmm. So one okay, and the, the trust, this is the only place it occurs in Hebrew. Hmm. Um, so that has to be translated via context. Um, and others occur thousands of times. It's, yeah, so it's... I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. Because
0: <laughs> it, it does... Uh, the modern translation uh, uh, I think implies something that I don't think the original author would be wanting to imply. The desires of your heart um, yeah. in modern translation means like... Whatever you want. Ice cream. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wanted, you know, you, you wanted... Uh, you wanted love. You want. Uh, you want a, a fancy car. You wanted say, that big house.
1: Time for the Janice yeah. Joplin. <laughs> commit <laughs>
0: to the Lord. Trust. You know. You know. Take. Take. A delight in the Lord, and He'll give you all that. Like that's kind of the how the translation reads to us modern readers. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not the, <laughs> that's not the writing style of the authors of the of that time period, um, because that's a very mod more modern. Uh, belief structure about how things work
1: and yeah i think the word that they translate as heart the literal translation of it is like pathway Hmm. um the it's the same term that's used in other places of the solomon isaiah about making the path straight Mm, okay okay um you know a spiritual path so mm-hmm. yeah it's i'm sorry i'm i'm
0: no so so in, in instead what what it seems to be indicating um is more of uh, uh taking delight in the lord uh, meaning that it creates a stronger w- level of communication between you and god yeah uh that that is which maybe, you know, which, which maybe the author is trying to tell you, that is what your heart desires. Right. <laughs> Don't ask yourself this question. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you most want? No, no, no. I'm not asking. I'm telling you, this is what you most want. Mm-hmm. Um, what about um, what, what about verse 8? I'm, uh, uh, I'm a little off-put by our translation of, do not fret. It only leads to evil. You know, fretting wor- leads to, like, that's some strong words for some very common, you know, uh, uh, human frailties. Fretting is, like, our jam, man. I mean, <laughs> and it, you know, the, the Old Testament shows that that's not mo- new or modern either. Worry has been around for a long time. Uh, so for the author of this psalm to say, hey, don't fret because it's evil. <laughs> whoa okay all right you might as well tell me like hey by the way breathing (laughs) breathing is a sign of satan
1: (laughs) like i can't i can't
0: help it i can't help but fret like that's just like
1: well and it's interesting because it's it's a word that in the hebrew scriptures occurs only four times okay um and and three of those are in this psalm, and the last. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and the last is in Proverbs, and every time it's "Do not fret because of evildoers." Mm. So it's it's a it's maybe well maybe fret's good enough, but also it's a don't stress right over evildoers. Um, so so essentially it sounds like
0: with those references that the the evildoers and the fretting are closely tied enough that maybe what it's saying is this is it just it just leads down that pathway. Yeah. Yeah. It's it you know fretting belongs with this group of people. Like this that that's maybe how you find yourself a a wrongdoer.
1: It's it's sort of like the old thing of you know if you fret over the evildoers, the evildoers win. Right, right. Uh, that instead focus on God, and then things have a shot at working out.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Because um yeah that because the verses particularly afterwards <clears throat> do focus on um. For the wicked, you know, for the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Um, and this is, and the meek shall inherit the earth. Yeah. So you know, Jesus was quoting the Psalm during that beatitude. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's part of that. Okay. I got your attention because I said fret. And you're saying, whoa, what? <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, I guess I don't have to fret because they're not going to win. Right, right. But if I do fret, they will. Yeah, okay. Because then I'll become no better than them.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, anything else about the psalm before we move on to our
1: gospel reading? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> It's a good song, though.
0: (laughs) Read it all. Read it it all. It's lovely. Uh, Gospel reading uh, this week comes to us from Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 38, and it reads this way. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. What credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Um, I think John Lennon wrote that. I was going to say, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so this is, is this built on the literal back of, yeah, uh, of this past week's gospel? Yeah we literally continue on
1: <clears throat> um and the sermon on the plane
0: the not, sermon on the plane yeah not on the mount. we usually
1: call it on the mount that's how it plays out in matthew but yeah. in luke because luke is the more e- egalitarian um, jesus it takes place on the plane everyone's mm-hmm. on the same level
0: i like the uh the, the double meaning of that then yeah Sermon on the plane, the physical plane, and plainly spoken. hmm Um uh, he does I, I like the Luke's version of Jesus' uh um words here, uh because you know the way that he creates the question for the crowd is interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if you do good to those who do good to you, so what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um which is a good way to put it. Like yeah. you think about it, if you only do good things because you get good things in return, or you expect good things in return, or you hope that these people, you know, this person mm-hmm. treats you well or you're hoping to get a favor, then you're it's not the- really giving anything. It's a it's a, it's a monetary exchange. Right. Um but also speaking of that, it is interesting to me that um, I don't remember lending practices being a part of this sermon, but they sure are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, lend, if you lend those, uh, from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Uh, uh, but love your enemies, do good and lend like it's <laughs> the great commission of Jesus is, you know, lend money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember that being, but it sure enough is there. Uh, um, but it, it's it, it really is expecting nothing in return it would, which well, yeah. one could make the argument that's not lending <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to point it out and maybe it's something that, that is lost in translation uh, no. or, 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 uh, but uh, uh, that's literally not how a contract works <laughs> so... <laughs> as a man who works in real estate it, yeah, yes, exactly <laughs>
1: exactly um, uh, um, uh, but I mean, and yeah, um, he's you know Jesus is trying to overturn the traditions mm-hmm. that have taken on theological weight. Yeah, yeah, and part of it is yeah you you got to really really live this stuff out. And what's interesting is, you know, I've I've never had the experience of lending enough to buy a new car to someone and say, don't worry about it. Right. But I have found at times that, you know, lend a thousand dollars someone to pay their rent or something. Yeah. If I am, if I let go of it, my relationship with that person remains unchanged Mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I were to use the Psalm, um, term fretting over it, right? It would totally undermine my ability to love that person. Yeah, uh, and I think I think it's
0: also uh, important uh, since I'm bringing up the lending practices a, mm-hmm. a bit. Um, strictly interpreting this, um, even my flippant comment aside, uh, it does still make sense. Like lending is different than. It, uh than uh expecting nothing in return so really what Jesus is saying here isn't uh give money uh he's not really addressing that practice he is pointing out though that hey if you lend money to some someone don't you know don't hold it against them if they can't make their payments mm-hmm. uh, and don't because that creates a very and, and anybody who's done it that creates as you were kind of pointing out creates a bit of a adversarial relationship yeah uh and that's not what you know it he's not saying like don't write up a contract that says like hey if you borrow this you pay it over time and this is the amount he's not saying don't do that but he is saying when that falls apart and if they can't make the payments say la vie folks like yeah you know such is life and and just be glad that you're in the position where you, you can still lend and write these contracts as opposed to in the position where they can't pay it because you don't want to swap mm-hmm. uh, roles with, you know, you, you're, it's not, it's not as though uh, you were like, Oh man, if only I could be like the, the person who can't pay their debts. <laughs> right. That I mean, sweet
1: <laughs> score. Um, <clears throat> so, so, and, and to, to, Back up what you're saying, the term, the Greek term that's used here to lend really is the transactional word to lend with interest. Yeah. So, so you're right to go to that modern interpretation of a legal agreement.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have um, admittedly uh, benefited from this this uh, this style of 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 jesus giving uh, jesus lending uh uh before in in that like yeah i, I you know i've borrowed money under a contract and when it, specifically like when the pandemic happened that mm-hmm. could not could not yeah. uh, and this was a personal agreement and and the person i owed money to was like yeah why how could you pay me during mm-hmm. the, you know how how could you pay under this contract there, there's no you know yeah. no one making any money right now. <laughs> like, and it was, uh, uh, it was fine. It was not the. It didn't become the adversarial. Like, well, our contracts.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, and Jesus would have then said the talked about the parable of the guy who was forgiven much and could not forgive someone else. Right, and that did not end well. <laughs> no, it does. It does not end well. So, in, in this is one of those places where Jesus really does say. When you live this way, your life will be better and holier. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's usually not big on the holiness side of things, but the language he's using here is you are more godlike. Yeah, um, with a capital G. Yeah, yeah, it it and it it really does.
0: Both the words before uh, verse thirty-one and after verse thirty-one really, you know, do color what it says
1: mm-hmm. if, oh, yeah. if yeah, you're if you're
0: living the, the kind of life where you're doing unto others as you would have them do to you that uh, you know all these examples you know hold true uh um you would want someone uh to love you for who you are and not because they you you love them like not you wouldn't want uh the, the next verse is, if you love those who love you, what credit what is What credit, yeah. You would want someone who cares about you to be... They're, they're caring to be honest and not just because it's reciprocal.
1: Or, or that you have fooled them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and and you would want people to be nice to you, not just because you are nice to them, but mm-hmm. also be, but because they want to be.
1: And are nice to you even when you don't deserve it.
0: Right, right. So... All, all of these examples are are very interesting to view through that lens of like, is yep. is that how you really would want people? And the answer is yeah, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah, you would want all these things whether you deserve it or not. Uh, you, which in turn kind of makes you want to deserve it, like yes, you yes, it kind of be worthy, is motivating. Yeah, I, I think motivating language of like yeah be worthy of
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of 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 this kind of thing
1: Um, and and of course the punchline to just spell it out is this is how god loves you yeah Um, the way this verse or this
0: this uh reading ends though is hard to for me is a little hard to understand what does it mean a good measure pressed down it sounds like a this is like a recipe yeah but i don't it doesn't make any sense what's a good measure pressed down shaken together running over will be put into your into your lap that's a weird it's a, like that doesn't make much sense to me as a re- modern reader at least so what does that what does yeah, that mean
1: to tell you the truth <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> and i'm looking at all my various footnotes i have in front of me and all um, and no one has chosen to comment on <laughs> on that um so now I'll go to the Greek. Let's see what we got um
0: I mean, everyone knows they do love a good shaken, not stirred pressed down measure <laughs> I mean
1: <laughs> yeah it, it it okay it means to pack down um. Yeah, there's all sorts
0: of language that doesn't seem to relate (laughs) to what we're talking about. I'm not sure what shaking together
1: is. What are we shaking together? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, not to overthink it. um, Oh, come on. On this podcast? (laughs) I think it really does mean what you can picture of, let's say... um, peanuts okay sure you want a jar of peanuts for the big game right and Full so circle love it you pack it down you shake it so you can get even more in there and you have so many you, peanuts you fill it to the brim they're overflowing
0: and then you bring it to you and
1: you put it right in your lap yeah like yeah okay and, well actually you won't put it in your lap the peanut vendor will right it, it yeah <laughs> With the overflowing jar of packed down, shaken down peanuts.
0: Okay. So maybe I'm just put off by the, uh, the measure being the noun used here. A good measure.
1: Well, the <laughs> technically that's the noun, right? Good. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said verb. Okay. No, no. no that dyslexia matter. did in my brain. without Yeah. It, yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Um is trying I'll I'll put it this way Jesus is dumbing it down so that no one can say, eh, I don't get that. Or mm. you're you know, that, that's for that's the advanced class. It's like, no. You know the the love you make is equal to the love you take, or whichever way that goes. Uh the Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know my scripture better than I know my linen. Uh, but yeah, it's about making sure that because all of this is purposely repetitious mm-hmm. of the you know, the love God has for us, we can never love others that much. So we should love others as much as we possibly can. Mm. Mm-hmm. And let's see, I just want to make sure I'm right on this. Drink, dink. Those are my sound effects. Dink dink dink. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing, what I'm looking at is how does Matthew do this? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he just says the measure you give will be the measure you get. Mm. Um so it's a little less poetic than Luke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all about, you got to love others if you expect to be loved hmm. and not just by other people, but by God.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so Jesus is saying to use Luke's words here though, the the more flowery version is um, when he's talking about a good measure will be put into your lap. This is, this is the gift God gives. Yeah. Uh, and so that measure, as you pointed out, is pressed down, shaken together, got all the bubbles out, mm-hmm. and, you know, filled to the brim, run now running over, mm-hmm. and will be hand delivered to you.
1: Right. You don't have to get up. Nothing's going to be lost. Right. It'll be set right there.
0: Which, which then to be followed for by uh, for the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Is kind of like the uh, kind of the backwards way of how it works. Yeah. You're like. Jesus is pointing out, this is the measure you're going to get, so you better earn it. <laughs> <laughs> you better be giving this much out uh, uh, because you're gonna get it. So uh, um, you're gonna get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or that, or at least that's that is what. Maybe this is motivational uh, as, as far as the way it, it's I think being it's said,
1: motivational, and it's
0: this is the this is the measure that is available to you.
1: Yeah and it's following the the verse on judging of mm-hmm. of not judging
0: mm-hmm. i should mm-hmm.
1: say so all you know all this is you know i'm kind of blind man lead a blind okay. yeah it's all these little proverbs stacked up mm-hmm. so and that continue onward um so we we shouldn't see it even though it's tempting to see the measure piece the the peanut jar as the conclusion of this teaching. Okay. It's instead equal to everything that comes before and after. Gotcha. Because there's still one more Sunday of the Sermon on the Mount. Okay. Sermon on the plain. Plain. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I said, it could be
0: if if you're in the crowd and you're hearing, "Hey, this is the the level of the level of possibility here is more Than you can imagine. Right. It opens up the door to say, like, if you put in, what you put in is what you get out. So this allows you to be as generous as you Mm -hmm. could possibly ever imagine. Because God has more generosity and more love and more grace than you can fathom. That's right. And so don't worry about, am I doing too much? Mm -hmm. Because there's no such thing right right it 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 should free the audience from of like okay so the measure a good measured response to this is uh what i get I what i give what i put in is what i get out so the appropriate level is you know 25 right or this no it's it's all of it and right. more right that you, you could never you could never you could never uh uh, give a measure that God would tap you on the shoulder and go, uh, Peter, that's a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> just, just,
1: just, whoa. Die. Just, just dial it back. Dial it back, <laughs> dial it back a little because, whoa. And, and, and that would be the serpent rather than God. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's, that is, that is interesting. It just, uh, the, the the way that red was a little.
1: Yeah. And
0: make your head spin what a little. I,
1: what I think of with this that uh is the we have so many sayings in American culture that are just totally incorrect. And one, and what I'm thinking of specifically is blood is thicker than water. Mm, mm-hmm. And I've I've had so many conversations through the years, <clears throat> you know, private pastoral conversations with people who are living by that and it's failing them. Mm, mm-hmm. And part of it is that they hold back from the rest of the world, their their love, their gifts of um, ministry, and first all goes to their family. And, okay, I can give you an example because I don't know any of these people. <laughs> I, I know a family, I know of a family, mm-hmm. don't even know their name, Brown County, Indiana, The this one guy bought acres and acres and acres his dream was to have essentially a family village. Okay. So he had five children. He when he died left the, the land equally to all of them so that and had already he had already started to build homes, one for each household. Mm-hmm. As soon as he died, the the kids started to sue each other. <laughs> and only one of them won the the property in the home that had been intended. Mm -hmm. And so they went through years of lawsuits. I mean, like 20 years of fighting over this land until there was just seven acres left. Hmm. And everyone was, all the kids now were in their eighties and they still fought over whether or not to sell that last seven acres that wasn't even touching any other parcel of land that anyone in the family owned. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. One of the um, great-grandchildren told me about that story one time when I was down in Brown County. Um, He said that's one of the reasons he never lived on the land is there was always so much conflict about it.
0: Yeah, sadly. I work, uh, like as you pointed out, I work in real estate a lot, and
1: uh, that story is not that uncommon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So people presume... That we have safe spots to love. Mm-hmm. Blood. thicker than water. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Instead, we are to love everyone. And love will come back. We just can't predict from who. Right. Or in what form. Right. Right.
0: right. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I think with that. We'll call to a close this year podcast for February 20th, 2022, the seventh Sunday after the Epiphany. We want to thank you for joining us in this podcast, but we also want to uh, express our uh, uh, excitement about uh, uh, worshiping with you this coming yeah. Sunday, uh, either in person at 8 and 10 or uh, online, the 10 o'clock uh, service online at HFEC Videos. Uh, on YouTube.
1: Available on demand, therefore.
0: Right. And uh, links to all of that is on our website, holyfamilyfishers.org. And we look forward to to worshiping with you this Sunday. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.